Hi, this is Delcina with Keeping It Fit for Life. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I look forward to us both growing together as we go through this journey of learning new habits and skills that will help improve both our fitness and our health for life. Good morning, everybody. This is Delcina with Keeping It Fit for Life, your online fitness and nutrition coach. How are you doing? I hope you are being blessed by waking up and seeing another new day. Glad you're joining us here today to listen for news and information that can help to inspire you, to motivate you, to do something to improve your health. And you know, when you improve your health, you're actually also improving the trajectory of the health of all of those in your circle of life, circle of influence. That's true, because if you improve your health, your children will see that you take health seriously. Your loved ones, husband or wife or grandparents, your co-workers, the people that you associate with in volunteer groups or church organizations, they'll see the changes that come through your changes and you never know who you might inspire to do the same. So when you take care of your health, you're actually taking care of the health of your community. So think about that responsibility for just a moment. Today I want to bring to you an interesting article that I saw in AARP. Yep, that's the um, magazine for us older Americans. (laughs) Uh, 50 and older, I believe it is. And it was written by Tamara E. Holmes in February of this year, which is interesting because it highlights some features that we are now deeply steeped in that we've realized due to the outbreak of the coronavirus, which just sheds more light on something that has been systematically a problem for our health for African Americans and communities of color. In in February of this year, Mrs. Holmes' article indicated, based on the CDC studies, that African Americans, as we all know, unfortunately, have a higher rate of high blood pressure, diabetes, and general poor health than a typical person in the United States. I hate that this is a true statistic, but it really is. You know, African Americans are more likely to die from heart disease, cancer, and stroke. And it really shows that there's a crisis in the communities. Now, it's really difficult to understand exactly why it is that African-American communities suffer from this. There are several theories, hypotheses, and studies that show the systemic um, lack of health care and availability of healthy foods. For example, in a lot of poorer communities, they suffer from what's called a a fresh food desert or a food desert in essence, basically where if you look into a, a low income community, you'll find that you can hardly find any supermarkets. And supermarkets are the place where you'll find fresh food, fresh fruits and vegetables and a larger variety of foods that you can eat that are healthier for you. What you will notice though is Lots of fast food restaurants, little bodegas or corner stores that sell lots of chips and 
pretzels and Cheetos and sodas, you know, those type of things. And that's what's available, unfortunately. Even in our local community, I learned and realized a correlation. We have an area in downtown Colleen that had a struggling HEB. And for whatever reason, money or marketing, etc., that store closed and left a big gaping hole in that community for access to fresh food, fresh fruits and vegetables. And it's so disappointing because now what was that community left with? They're left with the Pizza Hut and Taco Bell and Burger King and little mom and pop stores that are just putting up whatever they can sell. And it's just really, really, to me, disgusting and super discouraging. But because a lot of uh, lower communities, they're struggling financially, it's so easy to make the choice as to whether if you have a dollar, what are you going to spend it on? You're going to buy some french fries instead of some fruit. And it just happens to be because what's available in your community and what makes sense when you're talking pennies. Uh, versus dollars. In a study by Professor Kumanyaki, a research professor from the Department of Community Health and Prevention at Drexel University Public School of Health, she points out that the advertising that's targeting black consumers often reinforces unhealthy food choices too. You'll see commercials, you know, like Burger King and Taco Bell, and they try to put it in hip hop music or Latin music, and they're heavily advertising in, you know, lower income communities on billboards and marketing and flyers, just constantly pervasively exploiting those communities and, you know, kind of leading our young people down that bad path of, well, this is the food that I see, so this is what's available, so this must be what I need to eat. And so you develop those poor eating patterns, not really understanding how they predispose, how, how your genetics may already be predispositioning you to chronic disease, but then you're adding to it by creating poorer and poorer health choices. And it's going to be harder to change the population when especially marketers are making so much money by advertising to these communities and making their money off of them and slowly killing them off. And it's, it's really pathetic. Um, as an African-American community, historically, they've also been really suspicious or lack of trust of the medical community. I mean, think about the experiment that was done on 400 black men in the Tuskegee experiment where they had syphilis and they were left untreated as part of a U.S. government study that lasted from 1932 to 1977. And when you have such a long history of such unfair medical treatment in the black community, of course, you're going to develop seg um, generational distrust in the medical community. But, you know, we don't have to stay there. That's the thing. There's been... You know, you've got the marketing and you've got the food deserts and then you have this lack of trust in the medical communities. And those are all true and valid sources, valid arguments, no doubt, as to why there are so many disparities. But we do have options. African-Americans, Hispanic Americans, you know, black and brown peoples, we have options. One of the first things of all is the internet. There is so much information out there. 
that you don't have to feel powerless. As often as we see young people on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc., you can also take that time to personally take accountability for your own health by looking up information that will help you to be healthier. What is around me? What's a better choice when I go out to eat? What can I choose when I do have to go to a fast food place that's going to be healthier and still delicious? How can I maximize the shopping that I do in the supermarket to be affordable and yet healthy for my family? How can I think about planning my meals instead of just being a, you know, a a subject of circumstance when it comes to eating? How do I make sure that my children know and understand what foods are better for them by taking the time to prepare meals at home? And it doesn't take that much more time than it does to open up a box of something and whip it up. It really doesn't. The biggest thing is taking the opportunity to plan ahead. Just like anything else in life that's important for us, we take the time to at least think about it for a little bit and then take actions in that direction. You can't just run through life haphazardly just hoping to fall into the right thing or hoping to get the right circumstances or hoping to get the best job or hoping to make the most money. All those things that are important take some type of thought process. And when you don't take the time to make it a priority, it's really just your own fault. It's your own responsibility and your lack of self-actualization. And we have to take responsibility for that. So focusing on the basics, you can't underestimate the power of exercise also. Getting physical activity on a daily basis is a personal choice and a personal commitment, again, to your health. And it doesn't have to be something that, we're, you know, people say, well, I can't afford a gym membership. Well, help. Heck, gym memberships are now few and far between because of the coronavirus. We're limited to those type of activities, but there's no reason why you can't strap on a pair of gym shoes or walking shoes and walk around your neighborhood for a certain amount of time each day. I have a neighbor out here since the coronavirus started, and basically she just decided to start walking up and down the same two blocks for a period of time every single day. It's so empowering to see that lady out there. I have to let her know that I think she's doing a fantastic thing. Doesn't have far to go, just two blocks. And she walks up and down, up and down, up and down those two blocks for at least 20 to 30 minutes. There is no reason on God's given earth that you could not find the time, or not to find the time, make the time to do that. Early morning, lunchtime, in the evening. What you have to do is prioritize what is more important to you. Is catching up on the latest Netflix episode more important than your health? Well, if that's your answer, then I guess you know what your outcome will be. You can sit on the couch and get fat and unhealthy, or you can live a longer, better, happier, stronger life. You've got to be proactive about your care, too. When you go to see your doctor, don't just accept every single thing they say for face value. Be inquisitive. Ask, why are you recommending this medication? What are the side effects? What other options are there? What other things can I do in, a, in addition to this that will make this a short-term solution so I can have a long-term better progress? 
So many people go to the doctor and sit there in complete silence over their own personal medical health. And but they're going but if you messed up their toenails on a pedicure, they will have all kinds of questions and askers. I don't like that. That color wasn't good. You need to adjust that side. It's not straight. It it just it baffles me that something as serious as your health is you feel empowered to. So many people feel unempowered or or empowerless uh, to ask a simple question, but they will complain about anything else. Their coffee not being hot enough or their bagel not having the right uh, cream on it. But your health, when you go to the doctor's office, most people just sit there quiet, listen to what they say, don't ask a question, sometimes don't even understand what the doctor is saying, and then just walk away just as dumbfounded as when they got there. It just, it really baffles me. And then the next thing is, you know, to make health a group affair. affair. You know, we enjoy our families and our friends and cohorts and coming together. So why not make it a part of coming together? You know, you can have exercise groups in church. You can have book clubs that read about new recipes or exploring healthy living options. You can have co-workers that get together sometimes for healthy cooking classes. Those things can be fun too. It doesn't always have to be, you know, wind down Wednesday or or after work, five, you know, five o'clock at the latest pub or grill. You can actually put a little bit of thought into it and come together with your girlfriends or your male friends and do something that will support your healthier lifestyle. It is definitely possible. Running clubs. If you don't like to run, walking clubs. If you don't like to walk, bicycling clubs. If you don't like bicycling, skateboarding. I mean, dancing groups. Those things are fun and they support your health. All you have to do is make a plan, invite some friends, and make it part of your regular daily activity. If you just take the time to think about it and put some effort into what's really the most important, which is your health, as we've noticed so critically through this coronavirus pandemic, when you are unhealthy, you are at more greater risk for dying. Yeah, plain old dying. If it's not from cardiac disease or diabetes or cancer, it could be from catching this coronavirus and allowing it to spread and become worse and killing you. How is that a better option than taking care of yourself in the first place? For me, it's just unthinkable. It's unthinkable. And then finally, you need to be open about it. If you do make a major change that improves your health, let other people know about it. Because believe it or not, there's so many of us who are um, models in our community who people look up to, even if it's just your children or your spouse or your neighbors, they look up to you. And when you decide to broadcast or let people know, you know, that you're taking on the, the decision to have better health and be stronger, they pay attention. I mean, people make comments about the silliest things we post on Facebook, right? Oh, look at these brand new shoes I got. Hey, check out my breakfast. Did you guys see that outfit that I got? Whoa, we went to the uh, water park this week. People post those things all day long, every day. Even some of the silliest things. Look at my cat's smile. Oh, my dog's got on sunglasses. Blah, blah, blah. And we get posts and comments and 
and things like that all day long. But why can't you post and comment, oh man, I'm exercising today. Guys, guys, I walked three miles. I usually sit down and watch Netflix for three hours. You know, start posting those kind of things and friends and family encourage them. We need to make a shift to a mindset or lifestyle where being healthy is now more the norm. It's just so frustrating to know that African Americans, Latinos, people of color, the norm is that they are unhealthy and higher risk of death and disease and heart attack than other populations. It's it's just saddening, just saddening. And it shouldn't be like that because we all have access to some degree of things that we can do to change our life. Yeah, you may not be part of the 1% or part of the 10% or the 20%. And, you know, in which people like that have access to chefs and uh, maids, housekeepers and sports clubs and more time on their hands to read and have leisure because of financial success. But it does not take away from the fact that you also have capabilities within your own circle of life, within your influence. We all have the same 24 hours, rich or poor, white or black. We all have the options to make better choices when we sit down to eat, rich or poor, black or white. We all have the same responsibility to train our children and our family in making the better choices in life. And then we all have to accept the same consequences rich or poor, black or white, that we're going to live the best life that we can, prioritize the things that truly matter, and let go of the things that have nothing to do with a happier life, longevity, a stronger spiritual practice, and being better people. It all comes down to self-care, self-awareness, and the choices that we make every day. I hope that you've, when you listen to the Fit for Life PT and Delcina and Fitness podcast and radio station, that it strikes a chord with you. I sometimes wonder why do I keep putting out this information over and over and over, and if it really makes a difference for anybody out there. Is anybody listening and making a change, or am I just ranting off for no apparent reason? And I want to make a difference in people's lives. I want to let people know that it's easier than you think and it just starts with a thought a thought that allows you to think about what can I do that's better today than I did yesterday and that's why I'm so passionate about nutrition and health and fitness and overall quality of life you know being a coach is not necessarily the easiest thing and I could choose to do so many much more easier and much more lucrative things but God has given me a passion for this industry, for this field. And I just want to know that I'm helping others and that somebody, somewhere, somebody's life is being improved by the things I say and do and teach. And if you want to make a change in your life today and need a coach that can guide you, please reach out for me and let me know. You can reach me on my phone number at 337-322-6062 or you can send me an email at delcina at fitforlifeptllc.com 
And you can find me on Facebook at Delcina at Fit for Life PT or Instagram and Twitter at Fit for Life PT LLC. I hope this has been helpful to you. Um, just take care of yourself. Be healthy, be happy, be wise. Until next time, this has been Delcina with Keeping It Fit for Life PT. Love you. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening. I really appreciate your support. For more information on this podcast or any podcast, you can go to my Instagram at Fit for Life PT LLC or Twitter at Delcina W, or you can call me and leave a message at 254 647 7007. And remember, all this information is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to speak with your private physician. PCM when it comes to making any types of changes to your nutrition, your health, and your fitness. And again, this has been Delcina is keeping it fit for life. Bye-bye. Seconds of Fitness is brought to you by D-West Coaching, where fitness and health should be as natural as waking up.